So here we are again. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Rough week. Yeah. We're kind of winging it tonight, <laughs> but that's how it goes with life. Yeah. The existence, not the board game. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I think I'm prepared, so I'll just jump into it and we'll see how it goes. I wanted to follow up on time slips, which I brought up last week when we were talking about missing time. Yes. Oh, but before we get into that, since this is about time travel, while digging into the story, I ran across a lot of discussions about people who claim they are time travelers and discussions of photographs and films that allegedly capture a time traveler either dressed out of period or more commonly somebody's using a cell phone and a picture from 1940 and everybody says that, that must be a time traveler. Do people not realize that people can dress up in different time periods? Yeah, nothing new with these. These stores have been around for ages. Right? Yeah. It just seems like everything looks like a cell phone if somebody's holding something up to their ear or they're looking at something in their hands. Yeah. But the thing I wanted to bring up was that with those topics, with the time travelers especially, people are trying to provide proof that they have traveled through time. I ran across a number of people who had photographs that were allegedly from the future. But as we know, when you time travel, photographs get blurred because the time travel distorts them. So... <laughs> Do we know that? <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, because everyone that had a photograph, it was blurry. Huh. First, I want to know why they're still using paper in the future for photographs. Yeah. <laughs> we barely use them today. Yeah. So is there any evidence of flying cars in the future? Is that why it's so blurred? There's a flying car yeah, in the background? <laughs> no. There's like a picture. Oh, this is a city. I took this picture of the city and, you know, it's from the future, but... Sorry, it's blurry because that's just a result of the time travel coming back or whatever. Yeah. I saw an unidentified woman, so she wasn't showing her face. She was holding up what she called the device that allows her to time travel. But what she was showing was the back of an Intel computer processing chip. <laughs> now, I suppose a lot of people wouldn't recognize it. Yeah. But. Computer geeks out there know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another guy had a tattoo on his arm, and he said he went to the future and took a picture with himself in the future. So the picture shows two arms with the tattoo, the same tattoo, but he didn't think of taking the picture showing their faces. Yeah. <laughs> Just stupid stuff, right? So you can see your future self? Apparently. Go talk to yourself. Well, also... I mean, matching tattoos exist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. And you think that hoax would have worked better with twins? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I think that when they're trying to offer proof, that is just completely ridiculous. It kind of discredits the discussion. 
Yeah. So you, you can argue one way or the other for time travel, or in this case, the stories that I'm going to talk about, time slips. And I'm not saying one way or the other, you know, real or not or whatever, just laying out the facts. Yeah. Or the stories, I should say, because we don't know if they're facts, right? Yeah. But then people come up with all these silly, you know, proof of time travel. And I think it's just a lot of noise in the discussion. Yeah. Just people wanting to be famous. Get attention. Yeah. I imagine there are people that believe what they're saying. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Anyway, no idea where I was going with that. Just, I just thought it was interesting how many stories were out there, how many people were out there claiming to be time travelers. Well, has anyone ever thought, hey, if I find out a piece of information that no one knows about the future and tell them and it actually happens, then that would prove that I was a time traveler? Well, <laughs> that's what it makes it hard to believe them because nobody comes up with anything that's credible. Yeah. It's like this one guy said that he was stuck in this time. His his actual time was only like 2030. This was back in 2019. Yeah. He was an official time traveler of the government, and he somehow got stuck in this time. Said something about being fired or something. <laughs> <laughs> he had a picture of an x-ray with a little chip in his hand, and that was his proof that he was a time traveler. Yeah. And he couldn't meet up with his family and stuff from the future of 2030 because that would disrupt the space-time, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So just silly stuff like that because it's like, well, a simple DNA test would determine. Of course, they would say, oh, well, time travel alters your DNA, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we could go off on that for ages. Let me get to the story. Just to recap, a time slip is an alleged event where a person or persons unknowingly travels through time for a brief period before returning to their present time. <sighs> Make sense? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Sounded like a mouthful. Yeah. I have not run across any stories about anyone going forward in time. Not to say that they're not out there. I just haven't run across any. Last episode, I mentioned the book, An Adventure, published in 1911 and written by two English women, Charlotte Moberly and Eleanor Jourdain. But I have some stories before I get to that because that story gets pretty involved. So we'll start with these stories and then I'm guessing we'll probably save an adventure for next time. Okay. Teaser. I'm not sure where I am at in regards to time slips. It is an interesting topic for debate, but some of these stories are easy to poke holes in. Yeah. As you'll probably see. I don't know. Maybe that's true with everything we discuss <laughs> from the paranormal, but this just seemed more so. I did find that there was a lot of details in some of these stories, which, as you know, we found that a lot of the paranormal stories we run across are usually full of generalities. Yeah. No names, no locations, just this guy or this girl did this and, you know. Not implying that the details give credence to the stories, just an observation. Yeah. One of the most discussed stories I ran across was from 1979 when two couples were in France on vacation. Jeff and Pauline Simpson and Len and Cynthia Gisby. Looking for a place to stay while on vacation, 
They found a motel near a town I'm not going to try to pronounce <laughs> because I'll mess it up and it's not relevant to the story. Okay. <laughs> we'll just say they found a motel somewhere in France. Okay. The motel was full and the staff suggested that they try further down the road. After driving a bit, they found themselves driving on a cobblestone street and they noticed what they described as an old-fashioned sign for a circus. Now, the sign has no relevance in the story, just something they noticed. They then came upon an inn, what they described as a long, low stone building. They went in and were shown to some rooms. The windows in the rooms were just wooden shutters, no glass. Oh, heck no. <laughs> Gets better. The furniture was basic and there were no pillows. <laughs> no telephones, basically nothing modern. Oh my goodness. Wait, pillows see... are modern? <laughs> <laughs> well, you no, know, I just meant about you know, no electronics, no TVs. Right okay. Now. Yeah, the pillows would be my, I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just amazed that this seems okay in the story that they went into the room and they had no pillows. Yeah. They went to the dining room and ate a meal, steak, eggs, and beer, if that matters. <laughs> Then they went to bed. The next morning, they had breakfast in the dining room and noticed some oddly dressed people. They said a woman in a silk evening gown came in carrying a dog. Pauline said, quote, it was strange. It looked like she had just come in from a ball, but it was seven in the morning. I couldn't take my eyes off of her, end quote. Maybe she's a late night partier. Yes. Doesn't seem too odd, right? No. <laughs> Some policemen came in to eat. They were wearing uniforms later identified to date from 1905. So now we've established about the time frame that they're in. Yes. Yet no mention that they're driving a car from 1970s. Wouldn't that look like a UFO to somebody in 1905? I would think so. <laughs> Where they park it next to like the horse and buggy? Well, I, yeah, they probably did back then, but I don't remember when cars were invented. Thought it was late 1800s. Wait, really? I think so, yeah. History lesson. I don't know. But I don't think they were mass produced until early 1900s. Well, yeah, no, no history lesson. We, we have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, you would think at least in the beginning, only rich people would have it. Because wasn't that yeah. kind of like with TVs too? Yeah, I'm sure. And it's strange that nobody there questioned their clothing. Yeah. Wouldn't that seem kind of odd? Maybe they didn't see them. But they were serving them. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Paying their bill when they were ready to leave, the couple was astonished that they were asked just 19 francs to cover their entire stay. 19 what? Francs. They're in France. So they had francs. <laughs> not the burger. No, not the hot dogs. Hot dogs. <laughs> 19 franc hot dogs, please. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what that equates to current dollars, but... From what they said, it was insanely cheap. And I'm not sure what francs look like in 1905 compared to 1975. So not sure if it's easily noticeable that they were giving them money from the future. Yeah. Who knows? So here's an interesting thought. Not to say that there aren't stories out there like this, but I didn't run across any. Say, for instance, like this story told from the other perspective the innkeeper telling about how some strangely dressed travelers stayed at his inn 
and paid with money from the future and complained about not having any pillows. <laughs> right? I, you know, you hear these people talking about how they slipped back into time. Yeah. But I haven't run across any stories about people seeing people that look like they're from the future. Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah. Two weeks later, they were heading home from vacation. They decided they would stay at the inn again, but it was no longer there. And after having their vacation photos developed, all of the pictures they took while at the hotel were missing. Hmm. They returned again four years later in an attempt to find the hotel, but were unable to locate it. And that was that. Didn't they ask anyone about the hotel name? Yeah, it's funny with all the details, their names and everything. Yeah. And seeing the sign, they didn't mention the name of the place. Yeah. Okay, this next story is from Ponca City, Oklahoma. 1971, a trio of workers in a pickup truck, Carl, Mark, and Gordon, arrived at a cattle pasture to pick up a piece of equipment for their boss. They set a feeder, whatever the hell that is. I'm guessing it feeds something, (laughs) maybe cattle, since they were at a cattle pasture. (laughs) When they reached the equipment, they realized the tank was almost half full Tank of what? I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) And it would be too heavy for them to haul, so they would have to go back to their boss and tell him they couldn't pick it up. Now, the beginning of the story didn't say anything about what time of day it was, but there's implications that this occurred at night. Okay. Odd that they would be doing this at night, but whatever. As they were driving out, they drove around a red barn and saw a large two-story white house No lights were on, and it looked deserted. I guess as all houses do when nobody's home and the lights are off. Yeah. Right. They went back to their boss, explained the issue with the feeder, and he said he would drain the tank so that they could pick it up the next day. Draining the tank sounds like it's some liquid in there. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's a diesel-operated feeder. (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) They get back the next night. Here's where it gets odd. They brought their shotguns because they decided they were going to go through the White House that they had saw the previous night. Wait, so they're bringing their shotguns while they're intruding in someone's house? Yeah, exactly. They saw this house for a moment and oddly deduced that it was unoccupied and okay for them to trespass. (laughs) With their guns. And that it required their guns, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. But it didn't matter because when they got there, the house was gone. No signs of demolition, no signs of a foundation, no confirmation of whether these three gentlemen were drinking or not. (laughs) Has anyone ever theorized that maybe there's an invisibility cloak with these two stories? Could be. I never know. (laughs) I mean, that's not... Completely out of possibility, considering your houses and inns are disappearing out of nowhere. Right, yeah. Well, we know they're real, right? Harry Potter had one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just didn't know they made them in house size. Yeah. (laughs) They just have like a bunch of them sewn together. Yeah. Or they used the same technology they did in the Philadelphia experiment when they made the ship disappear. Oh, that's true. That we talked about. Interestingly, a lot of the stories I ran across were from England. What were they on? 
maybe there's something in that area that disrupts space and time or maybe just because of the history of the area yeah i don't know so does that make me want to go to england or not go to england (laughs) (laughs) well i have read discussions about people who have slipped back in time and not come back so maybe you don't want to go there oh yeah that doesn't sound fun (laughs) (laughs) this next story also appears to be another widely told story with many variations Liverpool, 1996, a man named Frank, at least in this version. Out shopping one day, he decided he would stop by HMV, which was a home entertainment store, to look for a CD. Do you remember those? CDs? CDs. Yeah, CDs, not stores. (laughs) (laughs) I remember CDs. Okay. He walked past the post office and suddenly felt as if he had stepped into an oasis of quietness. Oasis of quietness? Yeah, like everything just... That's an interesting way to put it. Yeah. A small box van that looked like it was from the 1950s sped across his path, honking its horn, nearly missing him. He didn't realize he was standing in the middle of the street. Yikes. Based on his location, he expected to see a bookstore called Dylan's, but instead there was a store called Crips, which appeared to sell ladies' clothing. Baffled, he followed a young woman into the store. As he stepped inside, the interior snapped back to Dylan's, the bookstore. He grabbed the girl's arm and asked her if she saw the same thing. She said she had thought it was a clothing store and was going in to look around, only to find out it was a bookstore. So that's weird. Yeah. It's also weird that he... Grabbed her arm. Yeah, and followed her into the <laughs> well, store. Yeah, that, that too, yeah. <laughs> followed her in and then grabbed her arm. Yeah. Well, it was the, the 90s, right? <laughs> that was acceptable back then? No. <laughs> Another story from Liverpool involving a store. A teenage girl went out to buy some baby clothes for her older sister. I assume she was out, not for her older sister. But <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> for her baby. <laughs> <laughs> she, she runs across a new store called Mother Care. She went in, found a few things, but when she went to pay with her credit card, the confused staff told her they couldn't accept it. Not having enough cash to pay, she left empty-handed. At home, she told her mom about the store and where it was located. She started to get annoyed when her mom kept insisting she was mistaken. Her mom told her that the store had closed years ago and that there was a bank in that location. Hmm. After going around about it for a while, they decided they would go down and settle the debate. Sure enough, there was the bank. Mom is always right. (laughs) That was it. Oh my gosh. I think this next one is from Rodney Davies' book, Time Slips, Journeys into the Past and the Future. I wanted to read this book for this episode, but I haven't had a chance yet. Yeah. Once I have, I'll report back if I find anything interesting. Penrith, Cumbria, I'm guessing that's how you pronounce it, which I believe is in Northwest England, mid-1970s. 70s again. Yes. A lot of these seem to happen in the 70s. It's like that, and I feel like alien abductions. Yeah. (laughs) Are we sure it's not something that they were... um... The after effects of all the drugs from the 60s? (laughs) (laughs) Not to dismiss any stories. I want to put that out there. (laughs) Or the... (laughs) 
kids from the parents who did all the drugs in the 60s. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Angela, a teenager and her friend, went for a walk on a footpath that leads up to the top of Beacon Hill. It is about a 15-minute walk, and the path weaves through the thick woods as it rises up the hill. It was noted that the surrounding trees and winding path really isolate you from the rest of the world. As the two walked and chatted, Angela felt the atmosphere getting heavy. She described it as how it gets when there is thunder in the air. Hmm. Continuing up the path, they turned a corner and suddenly stopped. They saw an old-fashioned stone cottage. Angela says it was like a dwelling from the Middle Ages, but there had never been a cottage there before. Smoke was coming from the chimney. As they stood there looking at it, the door of the cottage began to open. At that point, they both ran back the way they had come. Did they think they were like in Hansel and Gretel? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, would you, you're, you're up there and there's a cabin that shouldn't be there and then all of a sudden the door starts opening? I think I would hightail it out of there. <laughs> I feel like I would hide because I'd be too curious. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Months later, getting up the courage, Angela went back, but the cabin was not there. Her friend would never talk about the experience. Oh, wow. That was it. That's all the stories I ran across that I felt we're worth talking about. Yeah. I think we'll wrap it up there and this crazy, crazy week. Yes. And come back with something better next week, hopefully. Hopefully. (laughs) What do you mean, hopefully? You didn't like my stories? No. (laughs) I mean, as in, like, hopefully I can actually get a story out. Yes. Yes, okay. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Make sure to visit next week for more weird and creepy stories. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 12past3 or email us at podcast at 12past3.com. Good night. Good night.